We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 16 of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. God. I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, one Tyler Siski. You probably know by now. You better hurry up and get to the Jimbo news before 45 minutes kicks in. Yeah, I probably should get. Is there news with Jimbo? No. Okay. I was like, oh, so don't, 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 don't tease like that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being with us. Hope you had a great weekend. We'll get to that. Kyle has us uh, right off the bat. Uh, Kyle has a uh, super chat. He wants to know, Tyler, which to be thinking about this for a minute. Yeah, let me rolling. think. Soup, the worst meal ever served on a recruiting trip. I'm assuming he's meaning worst tasting. I think what he means is going to someone's house and a mom fixes a meal and it's bad or whatever. And you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Worst to, tasting meal. Yeah. You got to get through it. Oh yeah, we're good. I'm I'm having to open up uh opening up a couple of things. They're all good. Opening up a um audio file. No, open the audio file already, thank God. I at least did that. I'm I'm getting some of our um our ad reads. I can such, answer this while so he's I can, so while I can tell doing. people that we're brought to you by rain, okay. total body fuel, three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need. To push the limits, achieve your goals, check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I learned about, okay. about Rain. This morning, over the weekend, I, I, I've been contemplating. Uh, I knew I needed to. I've been doing this intermittent fasting for a long time. Yep. And I knew, based on going to the doctor for a procedure fairly recently, that I needed um, to add more nutrients and such to my diet. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I've been looking into was Athletic Greens. Right. You hear them advertised a lot. Yes. People rave about it. Well, this morning, I was about to take my Athletic Greens, and I thought to myself, I wonder if this stops the fast. And so I did a little Googling, and it does. Wow. Because Not because it's bad for you. It's great yeah. for you. But there are it, it 
technically adds enough carbohydrate that it breaks your fast. And so if you're fasting, when you take athletic greens, it breaks the fast. And if you're like me and you're trying to go. Yeah, what are you trying to get to? I mean, you've lost. A I'm trying to get, well, well I'm, I'm, each day I'm trying to get between 16 and 18 hours of fasting. And so my next thought was, oh God, I wonder if rain breaks the fast. I wonder if I've been sabotaging myself by drinking a rain at two o'clock. And I was almost in kind of a panic about it because I was like, I was like, um, I really enjoy my rain at two o'clock. And if I wait till four to drink it, I'm, I'm probably going to be like painting the ceilings, yeah. you know? And, um, so I've researched and rain does not there you go. break the fast. You might ask why? Well, <laughs> because tell us, Neil. I'm going to tell you because rain has no sugar. Facts. It uh, does not have any. Um, it only has three grams of carbohydrates. You have to have six to break the fast. Yep. And so, while it gives you a caffeine boost, obviously, it does not technically break the fast. I'm still fasting, so I can enjoy my rain carefree. That or, is that is not the news I had today for sure. Well, I knew it didn't. I knew it wasn't. Had had you come in and gone, guess what? I found out. I'd have been like a son of a. This this day, this day is. You've had a day. I've had a day. You've had I, a twenty four hours. How about that? Literally, twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh, well, twenty three hours. Twenty three hours. Twenty three hours. It's been twenty three hours of. Not chaos. That's not the right word. What, of what the? Well, but how would I describe this without WTF? Yeah, a little bit of WTF where you just want to say to people, WTF. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't say, come on, man. I, I've, I'm i trying to be good. Mom got on me again, so I'd be WTF, MF. That would be my. Yeah, and mine's more just not even I, the MF part, just the WTF part. Just like, kinda, well, what are you doing? What are, we, what are we doing? Why Why can't Why can't we get on the same page here? Yeah. Why? Why is this? Why is this so hard? What are that's we what, doing? That's what she said. <laughs> what are we doing? You're on me. What are Being we doing? Being explicit. I mean, we're going straight to. Why is this so difficult? Why is this so difficult? Why is this so difficult to just get on the do right page, to do. do what we're supposed to do, yeah. where everybody is walks away <laughs> content? Why hey, is this so difficult? Welcome, welcome to my life for the last 20 years. I couldn't have done it. You did. You got the good ones. I, so. I couldn't have. I couldn't have done it. So my rain news is. I hope Bob doesn't get pissed for me saying this, but they are coming out in March with a line called Rain Storm. Oh, Rain Storm! I like that. And it's what a, will Rain Storm be different from Rain? It's going to be a smaller can, mm-hmm. but more a whole different flavor line oh. in a smaller can. He tell you any flavors? Uh, did not yet. Okay. But he was up in Canada last week, so maybe he, that's what he was going on his recon mission. So, <clears throat> that's good stuff. How fast can you break the fast when you are trying to fast? I think that's a riddle. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you got me there, boss. My window, my my eating window here more lately has been like 3.30 to 8.30. 
Dude, I, I, so it's like a five-hour window. Aren't you supposed to go from like 11 to 7 or something that normal? Like eat lunch and then eat eat lunch and then eat dinner and call it? A lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people, their their eating window is, is earlier. And they that way they can get two meals in. I don't want to eat two meals. I want to eat just a snack and a meal. Okay, that's fair. So that way I, I set mine that way. And I noticed when I went from, this stands to reason, when I went from two meals to one that the weight, Weight loss accelerated pretty fast. <laughs> well, you think? Mm-hmm. It's just a math it's problem. Math, yeah. Weight loss is math. It just is, unless you have some sort of a thyroid issue or something. Weight loss is math. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what's going on? You have a big had a big weekend. I did. I was healthy, but not as big as you, my friend. You know. Every once in a while, I want to congratulate you though. Every once in a while, it all works out. I, I, I didn't do particularly well in the NFL, but yeah, nobody does well in the NFL first week. But if I, you do, you're a liar. But I did. Uh, yeah, that was crazy, huh? But yeah. I did. I did well. Um, I did well in the college game. So how about this? If you followed just Neil's picks on Saturday, and you did the old, which I do every week on my picks. I put a little twenty dollars parlay just in case. I usually go perfect twice a, week, a year. You would have won twelve hundred and fifty bucks off of a, off of a twenty dollars bet on my man Neil. Yeah, I told my wife that, and she said, oh. yeah. and I said, "Well, see, here's the other side of that. If you don't, you lose that money." <laughs> so, and she's like, "Who'd you bet on?" And I started telling her, her eyes glazed over. I mean, yeah. So I was like, "You, you, you lost her with UTSA." Yeah. yeah, she's like, who's, yeah, literally, she went, who's that? I said, Texas, San Antonio. And she goes, they play? Well, yeah. Oh, and just. Yeah, yeah. So you went, counting the NFL, you went 8-3 and three this weekend. You had a loss last night. You had the Cowboys. Yeah, I did. So this week, you made up 5.7 units this week. So now your total unit, you're 9-7-1 overall. Your total units, you're in the positive now. Okay. Plus 2.7. All right. I went 6-5. and five. I went four and two on Saturday. If I'm nothing else, you can't say if if I've been nothing else, I've been consistent. I've been four and two the first three weeks. Yeah. Week after week after week after week. We'll go over the games in a second. Yep. But uh I'm now ten and I went two and three just like you in the NFL yesterday. So now I'm ten and seven and I'm plus three point seven three units. So we're down between almost to a one point oh three units. So we're really close. We're really close. On who has to go to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> with no with no jacket. No jacket. You can wear gloves. You can wear hat. Glove and hats. Fair. You, you can wear. Uh, you have to really be careful. I've I've been giving it thought about how <laughs> you already conceding before you even get started. No, but I'm I'm preparing for. That's what the NFL's here for. The NFL's where you you end up making it up. Yeah, the NFL week, week one's hard. Week, week one's hard. Week hard. one's hard. If I'd known what I know about the Cowboys, I'd been uh, I'd bet my life on the Buccaneers last night. And I didn't think Tampa looked particularly good. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So we'll go over my picks. All right. You ready to go? I had New Orleans minus five and a half over Atlanta. Saints won but did not cover. That's correct. Did you watch the game? I watched part of it. I was mainly watching the Cincinnati debacle. All right. So let's talk. I want to talk about a little bit about this game because it happened in the Cincinnati game as well. And I was really shocked. In the NFL, the coach has an earpiece in the mm-hmm. helmet. They yep. call the plays. Mm-hmm. Why did they let Jameis spike the ball with 20 seconds to go on the clock? Because the coach is in the headset. I know how it works. He's yeah. he's calling play. So he's going clock it, clock it, clock it, clock it, clock it. 
or spike it, spike it, spike it, whatever you want to call it. And instead of going, hey, let's run it down the four right here because it's early in the play clock. So I wonder the, if it was. On. I wonder if it was so loud that he could not hear. Because there were, if you notice, there were it several gets times. Loud, though, but if you notice, there were several times in the Cincinnati game that Burrow, when it was getting loud, Burrow was really trying to focus to hear. Like you could tell, he was not hearing well. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I'm just trying to defend my guy, Jameis. I'm, I'm yeah, trying but, to. Uh, but you got to be. I mean, you're an NFL quarterback, a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah. You have to have more game awareness than that. Yeah. That was that was bad ball. He kind of got panicked a little, yeah. And and he goes and spikes it, and then he's like, oh, he, like he realized it. And nobody's talking about it. Why? Because they won the game. But that guy, if if Koo would have hit a 63-yard field goal, yeah. they'd be talking mm-hmm. about it. A lot. A lot. Well, let's turn around in the Bengals game. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's even talking about it today. He punts the ball on fourth down in overtime with, with 20-something seconds left on the play clock. And punts it back to that he gives uh, Pittsburgh an extra eighteen seconds. Yeah, I didn't think Zach Taylor coached a very good game. I, I'll be honest with you. They drive. They drive down the field. They score on the final play of the game to tie it. And when you see the snap on the extra point, you have to at that point go, "Okay, we're not. We can't depend on the kicking game." Pittsburgh at the end of that game lost uh, Watt, the defensive yeah, end. Tore his pack. He came off the field going, "I tore my pack." He knew he had torn his pack. Their defense was not the same without Watts. No, and it won't be. Right. So as you're driving down the field in overtime, you get a stop, you get the ball back, and you're driving down the field, you've got to be thinking, hey, we can't approach this conventionally. I was, I was saying this out loud. Yeah. My, my son was in here. I have a witness. <laughs> you, you can't approach this con- – because conventional – is once you get down there, set it up wherever McPherson wants it, kick it, go home, hey, we win. And conventionally, McPherson makes the extra point, and it's over 21 to 20, and you win. And Right. Whew, right? Yep. But at this point, you're driving down the field, and it's third down. I know, and I know what you said, because you and I texted about yeah. it. I realized that, yeah, if there's a bad snap, you can just fall on it and redo it. If there's a bad snap, the odds are the next snap's going to be bad. Your timing's your timing's yeah. bad. You don't. You've got Wilcox, the backup tight end, in there snapping. He did the best he could. Actually, I thought one of his snaps was okay. Well, the blocked extra point was fine. It was a little slow. But but that's what people are talking about. That. But, but my point is, that you know this, right? You know this. These kickers and holders and, and and snappers, especially at the professional level, yeah, they're the best. Everything is so on time. That when you mess with it, you just mess with it. Let me tell you how good they are. People, and I tell people this, and y'all are, this is something the fans have never probably heard of in their life. And the, for, I was a coach for 15 years before I heard this. And it was my man, Lawrence Tynes, is the one who told me. So if you notice when they kick field goals or PATs, they're not necessarily like you go to a college game or a high school game, they're going to put the ball on the three, they're going to put the, the spot on the 10 yard line. In NFL, you'll see them move around a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot. But it may be the nine and three quarters, maybe ten and a quarter. They they put they move the spot because to where the long snapper when they catch it, all they have to do is put it down and the laces are already out. Like they're so the long snappers are so good that they know the distance of when the holder catches the ball. Yes, when he catches it, all he has to do is put it down because the laces are already going to be there. So that's how good the NFL on the missed are. field goal on the third down. Where were the laces? The laces were facing the kicker because he – And it, my point was this. You're driving down the field. Score. Just go score a touchdown. 
And if for some reason you can't, well, then you have to kick it on fourth down. But there's no point in doing that. I just thought I thought Taylor gave a game away. Yeah, that's I'm, it. I I I under I never understood in the past why we did that sometimes because I've been on staff so we did the same thing on third down or whatever you go ahead and take a shot. Oh, if it's a bad snap, never had it happen to where we had to use it. Right. But that was the whole point of doing it, and you had a bad snap, which is high. Just stop it. Just hold on the ball. But that's not what they're going to do. You always know that the holder is going to try to put the damn ball down. Yeah, I don't know. It's just they yeah, should because have, he's a backup punter. He's scared, or as a punter, he's scared he's going to lose his job. But you just keep you just keep driving. Now the the block PAT was the same problem we talked about last week with LSU. Yeah, the, they, he literally lets Minka Fitzpatrick just come. He goes outside pressure and lets the guy Minka the run snap, the inside gap. But the snap was so slow that it gave Minka Fitzpatrick an extra second. But and it, at that level, that's, that's it wasn't big. a second slow. It was a full second. Neil Tyler. A the full ball, second. The ball flowed. Do you know? Do, no. And he caught. He had to reach up. <laughs> do catch you know it. what the? Do you know what a good snap time, a good operation time is? I don't know the number. One point two. Do you know what his probably came in there about? One point four. No way. No chance. A high school kid will snap it between one four and one five. I saw the snap. <laughs> You're being a fan, Neil. Was, You're being a fan. I was. I watched the snap. It was really slow. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. By the way, he's out for several weeks. They're having a, the guy that they got that cut, they cut. That was a really that was actually if you follow the Bengals closely, and I do. That <laughs> was tell. that was one of the competitions that was kind of came down to the end was long snapper. Well, do you know who they're about to bring back in the camp? I can't remember the guy's name. Whoever they, the guy, yeah, that I mean, guy. He those was, those guys are you talking about uh, having a long career in the NFL? If you can snap, oh yeah. My guy Richard Owens, who we'll talk about in a minute because he's the offensive line coach at the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, he, we will. He uh, he was a backup tight end and backup long snapper. He he played forever because of his special team skills. All right, so I had Carolina minus a point and a half. Yep. Uh, versus Cleveland, they did not cover. It was a good game. All right, I lost that one as well. Also got it at minus one, and then they shit in their Easter basket. Money wise, me betting, I got it at minus one on Sunday. And it, I was at least going to push, but no, couldn't do that either. I took uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers Woo! minus three and a half uh, versus Vegas. Great game. Chargers win and cover. There may be a little trouble, though. They lost some receivers yesterday. Yeah. Not trouble, but they'll be fine just in the next few weeks. I had uh, Dallas plus two and a half All right. versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Dallas did not. Did not cover Tampa one nineteen to three. We got that, NFL. That press got out for a while. I think we got an NFL problem here. All right. With Dallas, there Jerry Jones and those guys are really at a crossroads right now. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dak's going to be out what six to eight weeks with his thumb. Yep. All right, I've had the injury. They're going to go in there, and you know the tendons. What happens is the tendon tears away from your thumb right here, and it rips a chunk of the bone off. So they have to go in there with a pin and tack that back down. Okay. So once it heals and you're out of the cast, it's not normal. It's not like I mean, it takes a long time. And it's on his throwing hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he comes back, he already has a, a tough enough time accuracy. Yep. He's going to have a very difficult time coming back. So, what do they do? They go get Jimmy G. What's the move here? Right now, they're saying they're going to stick with the, the other guy that they have. If you're the Niners, if you're the Niners, based on what Trey Lance did yesterday, you're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm 100% agree with you personally. From an organizational standpoint, you're going to throw that away on the water. That was a shit show of a game. Your Bears got lucky, by the way. They played in the ring. I know. 
My son but, came. My son came down, and we were watching the end of the games, and he said, "Just so you know, I didn't know where he was going." He goes, "Just so you know, if the Bears played the Bengals, I'd still cheer for the Bears." <laughs> I'm like, "Get out! <laughs> yeah, you're out of Get here. the hell out of the house! You're on your own." No, yeah, I, I, did, the, I didn't. I just said, "Why?" And he goes, "I just like Justin Fields," and I said, "Okay." Let's say this. So the the problem with the Cowboys is not just. I mean, they got they're they're in trouble at receiver. Okay, you have Ceedee Lamb. That's it. Yeah. And he's played slot. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing slot in the NFL, you can get bracketed so easy it's ridiculous. They'll cover those guys up if that's the only weapon it's you have. It's almost like Jerry Jones trying to play the role of, of fantasy football owner with a real team has screwed up his team. Yeah. And then Ezekiel Elliott, okay, which is his prime is coming to an end. It, it's there. He actually looked good he did. last night. But, but can he sustain that? If I'm Dallas, instead of trying to salvage this, I might steer into this. Don't say the tank word. They're not going to need. Well, I don't know, need help tanking. I don't know that you can tank in Dallas and get away with it. But if I'm them, I might steer into this. I'm just telling you, I might steer into this. I might look at where I am, and this is where you got to have somebody in the room that goes, "Hey, um, I mean this respectfully, but we're not a Super Bowl team. We're not. No, and they wouldn't be if Dak was healthy. And right." That just goes, we're not a Super Bowl team. Let's let's keep this real. In the NFC, let's discuss the teams that are probably better than us. Green Bay, Minnesota. Just better than Dallas. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Tampa. Probably New Orleans. Maybe Carolina. Philly in your own division. Philly. Maybe Washington. Um out west, uh, Who's better than us? The, Arizona. The, the Rams, certainly. Probably Arizona. Probably San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco for sure. So we're not a Super Bowl team. So if we're not a Super Bowl team, rather than giving all of this money to aging dudes, yeah, it's time to rebuild our roster. And 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 I know that it's we're going to get lit up like a Christmas tree. And they're and Jerry, Mister Jones, sir, put your Twitter down. Put your phone down. Just ignore it for a little while. Let's do this the right way. We can rebuild quickly here. We're the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I would be saying. Because if you steer into the, if you don't steer into this, if you fight it and you go get Garoppolo, right? Does Jimmy Garoppolo make this team a Super Bowl contender? No, he doesn't. And so if you if you're not, this is this is kind of like the difference is this. I, I use a Braves analogy. A year ago when they won the World Series, and when when Acuna got hurt. They had a decision to make. And and Alex Anthopoulos made it the right way. He looked at his roster. He looked at his team and he said, is there a scenario in which we are a playoff team? Because if the answer is no, then maybe it's time to unload some people. Acknowledge that, hey, this is a lost season. He ran in, you know, he got hurt, tore his ACL. We're not going to be the same team without him. We don't have enough. Instead, he looked at it and he said, you know what? I think I have. I think I have enough pitching if we can just put a few bats out here together. And he went out and did some low risk. And he got, got uh, Jock, uh, Solaire. Yeah. Brought Duvall. in some. Yeah. Brought, Adam Duvall was the name I was trying to think of. Brought in some guys who were relatively inexpensive on expiring deals and said, hey, let's roll the dice. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, no harm. Give up some low-level prospects. No big deal. And it he struck gold. 
Yeah. Right. But the point was not that he won the World Series. The point was that it made sense to continue on. If you're Dallas, does Jimmy Garoppolo really change your equation? Does Jimmy Garoppolo make you a Super Bowl contender? All right. I would say if I look, and you know how I feel about the whole tanking deal and not competing. That's just not my DNA. I know it's not. Um, if I was the GM of the Dallas Cowboys, I would be on the phone today and I would be making two phone calls. I love Cherry Lime, by the way. This is really good. Yeah, it is really it's, good. It's, I've only had it a couple of times. I, it's, it's way up there. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Makes me thirsty, too. Um, but I would, I would make a phone call to Ch- Jimmy G to see if he's available. He's probably not going to be available because you're probably not going to want to pick up the contract. But, two, here's what I would do. There's also there's other guys. I guarantee Seattle will get rid of Drew Locke. Drew Locke's going to be better than what you have. Okay, I might do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's you what going, I'm, what, that's going the Alex Anthopoulos way. Right. What I'm saying is I don't invest in another big contract that now when Dak comes back in eight weeks, I've got this issue. Right. You're going to have – I mean, you got – and I'm not saying this guy's the answer either, but you're going to have Sam Darnold out in Carolina that's going to be available. Yep. You're going to have other guys that are going to be available to get that have NFL experience. Mm-hmm. Because right now the quarterback that rush is not going to be able to run and play in the NFL. I mean, and you can't – Ezekiel Elliott is not the guy that you can hand the ball off to 50 times a game. He can't carry a franchise. But here's the other guy I'm calling who is a free agent and is sitting at home right now. Okay. I'm calling OBJ. I'm calling Odell Beckham, and I'm putting him on the outside to get some pressure off of CeeDee Lamb because that's what they're missing. Gallup, Amari Cooper's gone to Cleveland. Gallup's out with ACL. They have no outside receivers. And so now CeeDee Lamb is getting freaking hammered. Did you? I mean, he was getting – he was getting stroked last night. Here's what's coming for them, though. We're getting bogged down on the Cowboys. We, yeah, I know. We got to go. Um, they got Cincinnati at home Sunday. Loss. They got to go to the Giants next Monday, the 26th. Loss. Well, if that's a loss, then it's over at that point. Because they get Washington at home, at the Rams, at the Eagles. I mean, the point is, is that the schedule's brutal early. And if you don't have – you can't solve your quarterback issues – Let's say you come out of this. Let's go uh, one zero oh, and two. Uh, let's give them a loss to the Giants. Let's give them a split with the Giants in Washington. That's one and three. They lose to the Rams. Lose to the Eagles. That's one and five. Beat the Lions at home. Two and five. Beat the Bears at home. Three and five. Go to Green Bay and lose. You're three and six when you go to Minnesota on November the twentieth. It, it's it's over at that point. You're not making the playoffs, yeah. and you still have you still have the Giants. You get the Colts at home. You get the Texans at home. Those are a couple of wins in December. Um, I'm trying to get – Hardman, OBJ got cleared in August, boss. They still have to play the Eagles. They it, it, The schedule's the schedule's tough. Yeah. I don't know. He may be saying he's recovering, but he got cleared by the ACL in August. All right. Let's move on because going, we're going to – All right. Down and then I had Washington. I had Washington minus two and a half against the Jags. Washington won and covered. It's a good game, though. It was a good game. I'm glad I did not do the Arizona money line. They got whacked by the Chiefs. <laughs> I thought about you. <laughs> and then in the college game. All right, here we go. Now we're getting the fun stuff. I had UTSA minus two and a half. In overtime, baby. Walked it off. At Army, and they walked it off with a win. Dun, 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 dun. I had Houston plus three and a half at Texas Tech. They lose by three Lost. in the OT. Yeah, they had their chances to win the game outright. Should have won. Had a fourth down that I'm sure they are kicking themselves yeah. over right now. I had my boys down in Lafayette, whip on Eastern Michigan. It was a close game before the delay. 
and then came out and came out and, and I scored like forty to nothing after mauled the yeah. them, mauled them. So I got a cover there. I, had, I laid thirteen and a half. I covered. At Oklahoma State minus Told eleven, you. you did. Oklahoma State minus eleven against Arizona State. The, the Cowboys took care of that business. Yep. And then I had Texas State minus the fourteen against uh, FIU. A bad FIU team. No offense to everybody down there. Just it just is what it is. Uh, Texas State covered. And then my boy, my, my guy, boy. my guy, Kane Womack. If you're listening, Kane, he may be. They practice this morning. He appreciate you. He knew that uh, he knew that I was putting him down as my money line bet of the week. He did know that. He did. He told me he thought it was a good bet. All right, so we'll get into the Sun Belt here in a minute. But you know, the cool thing is uh, people don't know is Ladamian Webb. You know that was he was the player of the year in the state of Alabama, signed at Mississippi State, and then. Uh, didn't qualify. Went to Jones. Was really good. We recruited him here um, in the midst of all the chaos. Mm-hmm. Ends up going to Florida State. Coach, he plays running back at Florida State last year. And now he's at South Alabama. And yep. so he's got him at running back. He's got Jalen Wayne, who's going for a, a, a hundo first two games. That's uh, the last kid I, that's there I recruited. That's Reggie Wayne's nephew. He's like 6'4", 228 or something as a receiver. He'll be an NFL guy. And then um, – He's got uh, Gus, Bra- uh, Gus, Gus Bradley, the former coach at uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. His son is playing quarterback, and he's really good. They're they're loaded up, dude. But he's got a he's got a squad, and they're good on defense. So, all right, you ready to go through this misery? Let's do it because these are the games we're going to want to talk about. Let's do it. I had Alabama minus nineteen and a half. Oh boy, and they escape Austin with a one point win. <sighs> all right. I've had a lot of time to think about this. Yep. Not really. I mean, it's the same thing. I really haven't changed my opinion since I got 50,000 people called me on Saturday. What's going on? My, even my mother even called. What do you think there's going on? <laughs> um, it's such a religion in that state. It really it's is. It's so hard to explain to people. And it my is. mom's not even an Alabama fan. She's an Auburn fan. Yeah, but they – it's just a religion. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, it was really easy for me. It's probably the most since I have been following – Nick Saban's career, and I said career, mm-hmm. that's probably the most undisciplined team I've seen on a, take the field for 60 minutes mm-hmm. playing under him. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you attribute that to? I don't know. Um, the concerning part was not that if it was some freshman or some new kid that's out there making mistakes, he that, it, it, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. But when Will Anderson jumps mm-hmm. off sides, I know at least twice, yep. maybe more than that, I don't know, I know twice. Lost his cool. And then hits the kid late on the on the boundary, uh-huh. extending drives. That that's a problem. Um, it's a fixable problem. And let me tell you something. And you've me and you have talked about this before. <laughs> I would not want to be employed by the University of Alabama this week. Bad week. Bad week because you're playing. A, he already is going to be on juice because you're playing Monroe. But it's going to be double bad because he knows he's got things to fix, and he doesn't. He won't really know Saturday if he fixed them or not. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, but you know, offensively, they you know they're struggling in pass protection right now, especially at the tackle position. They're they're fine in the run game. You know, they're they're they run block fine. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing in the run game. But pass protection. But they don't have the back. I, mean, I know they have good backs, but they don't have that dude back there that they've. Yeah. become accustomed to having so far. Again, I think they do. I feel good with the two they got back there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't – I'm not hating on those guys. I think they're really good players. They just – I mean, the hell, they were running for 
I don't know what they ran for Saturday, but they broke an eighty-something yarder. And Jameer Gibbs is Jameer Gibbs. He yeah. had like seven touches in the first seven. That's the thing is, there's not. I don't think it's the backfield that's the problem. I think they're hurting with guys on the outside to take the pressure off the backfield. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. What's interesting to me, and I know where it came out of. It came out of that building. It came out of that program. This is the best team that he's had. This is the. I wonder how much of that was them going. Bryce Young's back. Uh, Will Anderson's back. We're adding Gibbs. We got this just super talented team, and yet at the line of scrimmage, they look a little different. And in coverage, and you normally expect Saban coach teams to be elite in the defensive secondary. That was that was concerning. Now the kid that can run now, but it doesn't matter if you're playing well enough. What you're supposed to do, you don't get beat over the top that much. Yeah, and the truth is, they they got kind of. If Ewers doesn't go out of that game, and this is this is hard, and I realize if you're an Alabama fan and you hear this, you're like, well, shut up, and I get it completely. But I can't help but wonder if Ewers doesn't go out of that game, does Texas hit another couple of big plays? And if they do, this thing's. I don't even know if different. you have to. I don't know if you even have to go that far. I just think they're more effective in the red zone. That's all you got to say. Yeah, I don't think you even got to say that they don't have to score again. Just make one of those field goals a touchdown. So, based on what you saw Saturday, and this is overreaction to one game potentially, yep. but do you change your projection for Alabama? No. You still think they go undefeated yes. 12-0? Yes. I don't. Um, is it? A, I've uh, been here before. <laughs> I've, I've seen this song and dance. I'm not going to be the guy that goes hot, Captain Hot Take, Alabama's going 8-4, 9-3, oh, no, no, no. 10-2, or 11-1. I think the I, question that I had watching it was, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll post it to you the same way I did to Chase. You saw them struggle at Texas. Yeah. They've got four pretty interesting SEC road games waiting for them. They still – I don't know what order. They still have to go to – I think it's at Arkansas. Which at, is what I said if they lost one. At Tennessee, at Ole Miss, at LSU. And I'm, I might not have that order exactly right. If I told you the over-under on that was three and a half, you'd, you'd – I'm always going to take the over on that. I mean, Okay. I, and his teams typically lose a game here and there, but I'm not going to sit there and pick it. You know what I mean? I mean, you're yeah. going to be – I just – I've been – I've seen this song and dance before. You know, I mean, we've had the infamous – every time they lose, oh, it's over. You know, he's too old. Oh, he can't yeah, do yeah, this yeah, every no. freaking time. Yeah, no, no. And I'm guess not, what happens? He I'm ends not, up winning a national championship. He ends up winning. Yeah. Um, But they were fortunate Saturday. But I mean, they really were. Could Alabama play much worse than what they played Saturday? I don't know. You I tell mean, me. I don't think so. I mean, that was, okay. pretty, that was pretty bad. And Texas is at home with all the juice, and they play great, and they look good. They did look good. And they still couldn't actually now, I, win the now, game. I think I think the teams, at least two of the teams that I just listed. All right, who's the second best team? Let's take Georgia out because I think Georgia's in Alabama's class. Besides Georgia, if you had one SEC team to ride with, who are you going with today? Yep. Who? All right, can we do it as a thought exercise for a minute? I uh, just it's just a quick. It, it's not a. It's not a. Okay. It, no, who so, would you go, who I'm, would you go I'm, with? I'm taking you through my my, my thinking okay. process. I like what I see from Kentucky at the line of scrimmage. Okay. Um, I like that I have Will Levis, who gives me a guy with all the tools, if we can protect him, to score. And defensively, I, I think we're going to be good enough to stay in games. And if you put the ball in Levis's hands with that physical attack, I like what we could achieve. I'd think about Arkansas because offensively against Cincinnati and South Carolina, it's always interesting to me that as soon as a team beats a team, all of a sudden the other team sucks. Right? Yeah. 
Everybody goes, South Carolina sucks. The same people who all year go, watch out for South Carolina. Yeah, they're not bad. No, and they don't suck. They're, they're really well coached. Yep. Um, I, I would feel okay about I – mean, I don't think Arkansas can be the second best team in the in the league. I I just don't think they can get there. I think defensively they have too many deficiencies. I I don't like their defensive front. <laughs> they have a uh, they have a massive eyesore at corner right now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like their defensive front. Um, they they have they have some issues on the back end. Now their linebackers are good. Sanders, the kid that transferred from Alabama, is a stud. The only thing keeping them from being the number two team in the SEC right now, wait, no, excuse me, the, the number two team in the West right mm-hmm. now is depth in secondary, in my opinion. It's a problem. Um, their linebackers are really good. Poole is a really good player. Sanders is a really good player. Like, I like the rest of them. Yeah, and they have other dudes that come in. And offensively, they're better than they were a year ago. I mean, people keep doing this thing about Trayvon Burks. I'm just telling you, they're better than they were a year ago offensively. Yeah, it makes more diverse. They have more people. They have, and, Harder and, to defend. And, and Kendall's calling good games. And I like what they're doing with, with KJ. He does a good job of minimizing his weaknesses. Um, I'd think about Tennessee just because that offense is dynamic, but the defense is not. Yep. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go with A and M. I can tell yeah. you that. So um, you've kind of narrowed it down, though, right? Yeah, I think so. And so I, I come back to it's Alabama. I'm talking about if you didn't have Alabama or you didn't have if Georgia, I, who would you? Who would I you? think I'd take Kentucky. Okay, so let's take Kentucky. Okay, Kentucky goes to to Austin this weekend and has 16 penalties in the first three quarters and 180 yards of offense they in that lose. game. They lose. That's my point. Yeah. Is no other team besides Georgia. I don't even think Ohio State could get away with it. No, I agree with that. I, I think those I'm are not, the only I'm, – I'm not wowed by Ohio State just yet. Yeah. And there's just – and so all the overreaction today and the over the weekend of, oh, Alabama's mortal. Yeah, everybody's mortal. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's mortal. Um, but, like, you had – that was your shot. You know what I mean? Now, let me, let me say this on the flip side that nobody – this is what was going through my mind Saturday and what I felt terrible about is if Alabama loses that game, they would have to literally run the table and beat um, Georgia. They would have to basically go undefeated in the SEC to make yeah. the playoff. Yeah. That was what was going through my mind because the SEC is a grind, and if they lose a game, they'll be okay. What went through my mind was just watching it, me thinking, okay, well, you know what? Even if they survive all these road games – if a whole bunch of them are close and then Georgia whacks them pretty good in the SEC title game, people might look at them and go, you know, it's not the same Alabama, and they might go a different direction with the four. That's what I was thinking. And that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, who knows? We got weeks and weeks and weeks. But, but yeah, that's the, but that they did. Point. But the point is that they did look really mortal for the first time. People go, hey, they're mortal. Yeah, they are. And, and they, they didn't look like what we are used to them looking like. And I've said this before, and me and you have talked about this off the air, and if I've talked about it on here, I apologize. I can't describe it to you. It's literally like being brainwashed. But at zero, no, like in that game, I guarantee it was the same way. The doubt of oh, you're going to lose a game. They never doubted. It never creeps in. And it's not just the players. It's everybody in the organization. And you don't even, like, everywhere else I've been, you'd be like, oh, shit, we got to. We got to do this. We got to get out of our game plan. No. no, they just took the ball and it's drove it down. The, and, and dude, I'm telling you now, Bryce Young, the play that he made to avoid yeah, getting pop special, because that kid was barreling in on him. He makes ball game. He makes the stop right there, and it's almost certainly lights out. Yeah, but just when it's like if you beat them, you beat them. But there's 
like I can't describe that to people. You know, if you're a coach or you're a player, you'll understand this. But the the doubt that you're ever, I mean, ever going to lose a game, yeah, never creeps in. Like I remember, uh, we get the shit kicked out of us in the in the uh, Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma, and I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, there there's no time left. We just lost the game. Like to that point, mm-hmm. not like man, you know, taking a knee or whatever. I mean, it's just. Kind of is what it is. Um, all right. Arkansas. Had Arkansas at minus six against South Carolina. I do want to give South Carolina credit. They kept, they they had every opportunity to quit, and they didn't. Oh, for sure. And they kept battling and battling and battling. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, but like we talked about a minute ago, I think Arkansas is special. I do. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the train. Minus their secondary issues, and they got a very uh, bad problem on the right corner that they got to get fixed. Is that the – you referring to Clark or the other one? The white kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's terrible. Um, and he was getting picked on all day. All day. That was like their whole game plan was throwing it against him. And yeah, it if, if Rattler were more effective with the deep ball, that would have been a different game because of that. Yeah, and but they were, they were pressuring him. And look, I'll, you, you'll hear me say this a bunch. You don't have to sack a quarterback to affect him. Right. All you got to do is hit his ass, and it, it works. Well, they, they did a uh, they did a really good job with some of their linebacker blitzes, calling them up yeah, at the they were right time. Home. And, and Sanders got home a lot. Poole, yeah. Poole got home a lot. They're, they're, they're really solid at linebacker. Ask Pitt about that today, which is yeah. the next game. Okay. Tennessee minus six. I had them. You're talking about you know, good teams win, great teams cover. Went to, went to overtime. Yeah. I was a little disappointed, though. Um, Tennessee had them dead to, dead to right. Since they literally had – they should have – I was expecting Tennessee to come out in the second half. Okay, Slovis is out. Yeah. He's hurt. He didn't come back in the second half. Right. You got a backup quarterback in there, and they were already struggling moving the ball a little bit, and you had every opportunity to open that game up. Now, this is talking about overreaction Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's back. Here we go. Rocky top. I, I'm just saying a really good team, if you're as good as we're talking about them being, right. should have opened that game up. I will say this in defense of Pitt, I guess in defense of Tennessee to some degree, is that is it Narduzzi at, yeah. at Pittsburgh has done one hell of a job? Yeah, and like you watch them play, and the one thing that strikes me about them is that I, I, I catch myself talking about this a lot. So I apologize to everyone. I need to get better, but it, it's on my mind a lot because I guess I'm talking to more people in football these days. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You can see team culture. It stands out. And they've got it. They Another team that believes. They just believe. Hey, next next up. They they did not panic yeah. without Slovis. They just kept going. But then he's a standing target because he gets hurt. Yeah. Because Tennessee was – I'll give him credit for this. They had a game plan, and they were going after him, and they got home, and they got home a lot. They yeah. – I'm telling you, the, the pit quarterback room, they hurt on Sunday morning, brother. Yeah. I mean, they were beat to hell. Look, I like Tennessee. I'm just going to tell you, I, t- Tennessee's good. Yeah, I just, dude, I'm telling you, man, I just like that Tennessee Florida game second next half week bothered me. Yeah, that Tennessee Florida game next week is going to be really interesting. It will be that. I don't know what I'm doing yet. And speaking of, yep, I was wrong. I will tell everybody when I was wrong. I was dead ass wrong on Kentucky Florida. Yeah, I was too. Well, I'm mad at myself because I've ridden Kentucky for a year and a half, and then I bail on them. And it's like, what am I doing? I'm listening to too many people. I, I like Kentucky. I think they're really good. I've been telling Ole Miss people for months now that. Hey, that that Kentucky game October the first, that's gonna be that's gonna be a war. If you if you if you don't if you're not ready for that one, I've had people going, oh, that's a W. You know, get them at home. I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you that you are. People are saying the Kentucky oh, game. Oh, not w? many, but I've had a few Ole Miss people go. Oh, yeah, we got that. That's at home. I'm like, I'm just gonna tell you that they're different. They are physical up front. Here's where I was wrong, and I guess I I was technically right for the first half. I wasn't right for the second half. Florida's. I went in, the reason I picked them is the game is won and lost on the line of scrimmage. We all know that. Yeah. And Florida's – I sat there and watched Miami of Ohio push Kentucky around on both sides of the ball for, for 60 minutes. And you know what? For the first 30 minutes in that game, Florida did too. You know, Kentucky had one yard rushing at halftime. One. Yeah. And I was like, okay, hey, and we had – you know, and my man AR-15 is out there throwing 87 picks, has no touch on the ball. He's throwing straight rocket launchers through people's face. Just have a little touch. Now, the play that the kid made, the outside backer made, was a one-hand pick. Uh, that's impressive. That sure. doesn't happen very often. But at the same time, they had two short fields in uh, the first half Kentucky did to get points. And so I thought, okay, we're good to go. They'll they'll stretch it out. But in the second half, Kentucky, for thir- the last 30 minutes of that second half, dominated the game up front and took over the game. And uh, that's where they that's where they wanted the cover. I was, I was actually – uh, pretty impressed with that. All right, then I had uh, Mississippi State minus ten and a half um, covered, fairly easy cover. Um, but they should have beat them a lot worse than they did, and it was fine. Arizona's a bad football team. Quarterback's terrible. Um, but that was one of those games they covered, and you never even worried about them not covering. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Like they just had control of the game. I stayed up to two o'clock in the morning watching that one and finished at like one forty eight. It was late. One forty eight. I, I didn't think. quite make it to the end. Yeah, I don't think so. And we're gonna end my picks with this one. Yep. The quick you team of the week. So we usually do one team of the week. We had to do two this week. Quick you team of the you week. We had to. We had to do two. Mm-hmm. Um that was an executive decision made yeah. by the CEO of wasn't personal. Associates. It wasn't personal at all. No, it wasn't. <sighs> the quick you team of the week is the Iowa State <sighs> Cyclones no. with a dominant performance. Dominant. Oh, stop. Bringing home the Cyhawk trophy to Ames. My Cyclones, my guys up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that was actually a very entertaining game. I was cussing the Iowa State punt team there for a little bit. They got two, two punt blocks. Like, how do we do this, guys? But a lot of punts blocked this weekend. Every game seemed like I have punt blocked. You know, I'm really pissed off at I was going. I was trying to let you out of that one. Did you see how smooth I was? I and did. you're going to dive right back into it. I'm really pissed off at Iowa's defense. You know the going defense? Yes. You know going in, you're going to have to score 14 points on defense, so do it. Like, score. Don't don't give the offense the ball at the one yard line. Just score. In all seriousness, I cannot believe he fumbled at the one. Just you score right there. Talking about the Iowa State guy? Iowa. Iowa fumbled at the one too. No, we created turnovers. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were talking about when our guy jumped over the top of the pile and fumbled going into the end zone. It's tit for tat. It's all all equal. People are discussing the whole game day thing. Um Game day. Game day coming to Oxford for the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. I, I, I don't know who else plays that day. The one – It'll be for – it'll be a – It'll be on the list. It'll be on the list for sure. The, one, the one for sure that I think could eliminate it is if – assuming Arkansas beats Missouri State, if Arkansas beats Texas A&M and Alabama's undefeated, Arkansas hosting Alabama, they probably would go there because they haven't been to Fayetteville in forever. Yeah, you're either getting uh, SEC Nation or, or College Game Day. I think that's safe. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll get one of those other. Um, they, and they might they might come for Kentucky though because old, Kentucky's ninth right now. Who does Kentucky have? They have Youngstown State, and then who do they have next week? Do you know? No, I don't. I know that they're going to win. So Kentucky would be seventh or so if Ole Miss beats Georgia Tech and Tulsa. They're twentieth right now. They'd be like sixteenth ish, fifteenth ish. Um, what are they right now? Twenty. Yeah. 16. 15, 16, somewhere there. Yeah, so that's fair. you'd have number 16 hosting number 7. Yeah, it's, that's big. Yeah, it depends on what's it, going on that the, week. The other one would – Arkansas sitting at 10 right now. If if they're if they beat A&M and Missouri State, they'd be 8th, 7th. Alabama's right now number 2. They'd still be number 2. You'd, you'd, you'd go to Fayetteville because you were in Oxford just last November. If they don't get you that weekend, they can catch you in Nashville the next week when you play Vandy. Well, I'm sure they and they probably look. They probably look at old. They look at Ole Miss's schedule and go, if Ole Miss does what Ole Miss might do, hey, we could catch Ole Miss in yeah, November when the, Bama comes to town. The fair thing is, is they're wanting. I think game day after last year, and this is I've actually heard this, so take it for what it's worth. Oh, NC State at Clemson that weekend. That might be where they go to. That, that would be yeah, yeah. That's a good one. But here's the here's the overall deal, and you see what they're doing this week. They're going to App State and uh, and Troy and Boone. Yeah. Game day got really criticized last year um, by, I guess, game day fatigue, I guess is the right word, and crowds were not showing up. Yeah. And they need juice. 
and they know that the Grove Grove is on the short list of people places that will be juiced up. So the Grove's sure. always going to be on the short list if you sure. got a premier game. Well, they've come twice and and gotten huge receptions. Yeah. So, so it's, I, it's I there. wouldn't. If you do your job, they'll they'll show up. There are people who are tired of it being in Tuscaloosa and tired of it being in. Well, Philly. just people don't show up. And if you look at right, you know, a lot of these games are eight o'clock games. I mean, no fan who wants to show up at at eight a.m. for an eight p.m. game. And I'm, I mean, I don't want to do that. But um. All right, let's move on a little bit. We're 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 rolling today. All right, do you want to talk? You want to talk about the Sun Belt, or you want to talk about Scott Frost? Because I don't know if we can do both. Uh, we can do both. We can do both. We'll just have to. First, I will tell you while we're doing that, we're brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day. It's not going to be Michigan Iowa because Iowa lost. It, if we, if if Iowa would have beaten Iowa State, they might have done Michigan Iowa. Because that, I think that's a fun place for them to go. Is that for the, the Casper mattress go to sleep bowl? You know what? Your attitude is <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. Walk ons puts everything they've got. You need to go to walk ons and get something to get in a better get a better frame of mind. Tom. Miller Light would be great. Get a big well, Miller Light. Uh, get ribeye po' boy sandwich. Get their made from scratch Louisiana cuisine po' boys gumbo voodoo shrimp fan favorites like juicy burgers fresh salads seventy plus TVs. 40 uh, ice-cold beers on tap. So if you're in Oxford or Ridgeland this weekend looking to go watch some games, looking to watch uh, Ole Miss, let's say at 2.30 you got three really three really good games or three interesting games, two potentially really good ones. Ole Miss at Georgia Tech. you got Penn State at Auburn. you got Vanderbilt at Northern Illinois. It's an interesting game. you got a lot on the screens. So sit there and you can go to uh, walk-ons and make it happen. And also don't forget, inquire today about their family and friends bundles. They have tailgate platters. You can order online at walkons.com, or you can use their convenient walk-ons app. We're also brought to you by Cleanside Wipes. They're the uh, EPA 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year. They're EPA Enlist approved. Kills COVID in 30 seconds. The only one on the market. Broad-spectrum hospital-grade antimicrobial microbial efficacy. Citric acid base, no harsh chemicals, simple one step. I read this sort of like the Iowa offense, just sort of stumble. <laughs> simple one step, no rinse, cleaning, and disinfecting. Removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long term care facilities, football facilities, office buildings, households, and more. It's available in wipe and uh, ready to use spray. So for quantity size details, contact Todd Abbott at wipesandgloves at gmail.com. Wipesandgloves at gmail.com. Dude, you have to do your, like, mouthing exercises. I, I do. That's a, that's, that's a lot do. of words right there. I feel like the Iowa quarterback on second down. All right, my my rain has officially kicked in. Yes, sir. It's on. So we got, we got to get the Jimbo before this gets over with, too. Um, all right. I want to talk real quick about the uh, Sunbelt Conference. How about this weekend that they had? We got App State going in, which we can talk about it here in a second. We got App State going into A&M and beating A&M. We got our guys at the Jags, five-point dogs, going up to Central Michigan and winning, uh, which we got them on alert this week. We got my co-Quick U team of the week today, the Georgia Southern Eagles, uh, with an upset of Scott Frost and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And then we got the Marshall Thundering Herd going into Notre Dame and beating How about that? the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. How about that? 
How about that? We got all kinds of stuff to talk about on this one. Though. I mean, Marshall, that was a hell of a show from the Thundering Herd, and it also makes you wonder what exactly is going to happen with Notre Dame. They lost their quarterback out for the year. Dude, I, Irish got look, issues now. If you look at it, I'm got just it, saying. They got issues. I'll tell you where game day's not going this year is <laughs> South Bend. If you look at it, and this is being this is being dead honest. Yeah. You look at their schedule. Yep. They are going to have a very a difficult time getting to six wins. Read me their schedule. All right, here we I'll, go. I'll give you my quick reactions, WSLs. All right, give me t- ten seconds here. Sure. All right. Um, damn it, gotta find That's it. Fine. While you're doing that, I'll tell people again because I like to remind people because they made this show possible. Rain total body fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. It doesn't break your fast. And uh, you can check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, so they're they're at zero and two. I'm just gonna pull up on here. My phone is tripping. Okay. They're zero and two. And here's what they got left. All right. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. They got Cal at home this week. Cal at home, um, certainly winnable. Yeah, Cal's winnable. not very good. They're two and zero, but it's winnable. So yeah, let's sure. give them that one. So okay. they're going to be one and two. Okay. Then they got North Carolina at North Carolina. Loss, not winning. Carolina's good. Carolina's going to score a lot of points. Yeah. And I don't think Notre Dame can score with them. So one and three. They got to go on the road to BYU. Oh, it's an L, dude. They're good. They're good. Matter of fact, here's can BYU I BYU Baylor was hey, as good a game as you'll see all year. We're going to get to it in a minute if we got time. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now. BYU is an underdog this week at Oregon. I, know, I love it already. It's almost, it's one of my picks. Write this down. Okay. If BYU wins this weekend, they may sneak into the college football playoffs because they're probably going to go undefeated. And they've beaten Baylor. They would have beaten still have Oregon. To play, they still have to play Arkansas. Who else is left on their schedule? Notre Dame. They get that name recognition oh, win. Sure. You can't say they haven't played anybody. Sure, sure. You sure. can't keep them out if they're undefeated. All right. Stanford. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. Probably a probably a loss, but it's winnable. Okay, let's give them a win. Okay, it's a win. All right, so Two. now Two we're wins. sitting at Two wins. No, the three wins. Okay. They're three and – what's that? Three and – they got losses, North Carolina, BYU. They're three and four. Okay. UNLV? Probably a win. Four. Yeah. Four and four. Four and four. They have to go to Syracuse. Loss. Four and five. Mm-hmm. They got Clemson. A loss. It's four and six. Mm-hmm. Navy? Probably a win. Win. Let's give it to them. Okay. Boston College. It's winnable. We're going to close it out with USC. Loss. Like, dude, they're in danger. And how how does Notre Dame handle that? First year, and, and did you watch his press well, you conference? You can't fire him after one year. Did you watch his press conference? I did not. Watch it if you don't mind. Sometime in all okay. your free time between your eight hundred seventy-eight thousand <laughs> podcasts, he seemed to be. Um, look, I've always said this. This is probably why I would be a terrible head coach. I would not be accommodating to the media as far as when it comes to this. They led him into questions, and he answered them with it was like his. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I, all the blame is on me. Da, da, da. He was like, "Well, that's possible." You know, you don't. He gave too many leading questions and kept opening the doors to back yeah. follow up questions. Yeah. When you get a question that you know is going to be negative or whatever it is, you shut it off. You just you you answer it the way you do it. So there's no follow. You you shut it down for follow up questions if it's not going to be well. It's not going to do good, right? Mm-hmm. Or if 
somebody ask you a question like I, this was my move you would have hated this but you would never ask me stuff like this i had uh i had uh one time i had a guy that kept asking me about it was in our transition between arkansas state and here mm-hmm. i stayed and coached the bowl game and so i knew he had a job to do but he, he every day he kept asking me hey are you gonna go to Ole miss hey are you going to Ole miss when this bowl game's over hey are you gonna go to Ole miss and so for the first couple of days i was like you know i kind of had my standard i already knew the truth uh but my standard answer was Hey, I'm going to concentrate on these guys. I gave the cliche answer. I'm mm-hmm. going to concentrate on the guys in this team till January 9th. On January 10th, I'll wake up. Me and my wife will have a conversation. We'll figure out what the future holds. Okay. That was the standard answer. I answered it three days in a row. Yeah. Okay. Same question, three yeah. days in a row, because it was only four coaches left at Arkansas State. So day day five, he asked me the same question again. And so I literally went straight. And, well, 7-on-7 seven seven was really good today. I thought the uh, receivers – uh, moved really well, quarterback was on time. And he goes, no, I was asking about – I said, yeah, you know, and the tempo was really good. Inside was good. So I, so if you keep – and he was like, why did you – I was, I said, you keep answering me, asking me stupid questions, I'll keep giving you stupid answers. Yeah, well, it, once once he asked that the second time and you gave this cliche answer, you just say, okay. Well, I and told then, him then, off – Then off. What, you, what you say at that point is you go – You what I was going to say is I would wait and I would have said, all right, look, you know I had to ask you this. I'm not going to keep bugging you with it. But here's what I'd like. Here's what I'd request. When the game's over and this is done, I need I need to ask you that. I, I need to get a more real answer. Or And I, that's why we like you, Neil. Right. But I wouldn't have kept asking you that question on the record, but I already know the answer, and that's what you're going to say. And Okay, cool. And that's why we like you, Neil. And then off the record, I would say you're leaving, aren't you? And you probably would be like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and at which, at which point I would say, hey. This the, was one of those guys I couldn't the, trust. The night of that game, when the game's over. When the hit yeah. clock's hit zero, let's talk. Can I get that? Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's a source told me, absolutely. Right. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Have a great Christmas. All right. So I don't even know what guy's down that damn rabbit hole. But anyway, Notre Dame is going to have a tough time. You were talking about Marcus Freeman's. Yeah, press and conference. Marcus Freeman's press conference. He was just very. It was weird, man. It was a weird vibe. You know, I like him a lot. I'm high on him. I will say this: he is the. Um, he's fast becoming the poster child for why. Like, I love Kane's career path, okay? Yep. I do. I love it. I love it. And here's why. And I'm not criticizing Marcus Freeman for taking the Notre Dame job. For God's sake, of course it got offered, you take it. <laughs> ten out of ten times. But in an ideal world, Marcus Freeman coaches at Marshall for a couple of years. Gets a little training on the job. Yeah, because like like Kane was a lower assistant at Ole Miss. Yep. He got, what was his Eastern first job? Illinois. He went to Eastern Illinois. Nobody in the world notices. Then he landed with Tom Allen at Indiana. Actually, I think it's Tennessee Martin first. Okay. I'm glad it was Georgia calling. I'll have to call you back, James. Yeah, but he started at those places. But then he got his coordinator gig at Indiana and turned that into the South Alabama job. And the South Alabama job's a good job. It's a real good job. Yeah. But there's not a ton of media covering you there. There's enough that you do some radio stuff on NSP and whatever. And, you know, the AL.com covers you. Back in the day, the Mobile Register would yep. cover you, whatever. And every once in a while, somebody else would come over and do something. But you, you get do, do a, you get to do a, a 5.15 a.m. spot with Lee Shervanian. You do that. So, But you get to do some stuff where you, you're training because you need to do that stuff. Yeah. You need to do media because if you ever get the big job, you're going to do media. It's a part of your gig. Correct. It's literally in the damn contract. You're going to do That's media. That's where you technically get most of your money from. So, 
you can screw up. Kane can have a bad moment with media and nobody ever notices it. Right. When you're the head coach at Notre Dame, you're always on. Yep. And so you just can get off to a bad start and it's hard to it's hard to steer out of it. It's why I would – we've talked about Matt before. You know, We both are friends with Matt Luke. In an ideal world, Matt Luke doesn't get the Ole Miss job when he gets it. He gets Louisiana Tech or South Alabama or someplace like that, coaches a few years, does a really good job, and then lands an Ole Miss-type job with training. He's got the best job ever right now, though. He does. He's getting paid to go play golf <laughs> and not have to worry about his score I, even. Yeah, I text him uh, Friday morning – at like eight, I didn't even have to ask him. I just texted him four. He went right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it just it's it's, and if you're Notre Dame, here's the lesson. Boy, we really like this guy. We liked this guy. There's everything about him, and it might end up being okay because he might yep. he might recruit his way out of it. But boy, we need to recruit. We need to go hire an experienced guy. Well, yeah, and I I, I like him too. I think he's a great coach. I've gone from rain to nicotine. Here we go. Um, he'll be fine. I just the thing is like, I felt like he opened himself up for criticism in the press conference, and he could have shut it down. Yeah, and like, he, you know, does that make sense? Sure. Like, but, but he's a young guy. He's very. He was trying to please everybody instead he's of very likable. Being and, and yeah, it's well it's, because it doesn't matter if you're like this or not. You're still the head coach of Notre Dame. Yeah, and so just don't open yourself up to the criticism. Right. But anyway, uh, Marshall does that. And then you want to go ahead and hit it. What do you want? You want to do Georgia State, Georgia Southern first, or uh, or go A and M first? Uh, we'll touch Georgia Southern quickly. I do want to get to A and M because right, so A and M is what people are really interested in. Yeah. So Georgia Southern. I hope people row with me. I don't know if you remember last week on the podcast. I said if the Miller Light hits right, yep. and it did. Mm-hmm. I may or may not. You did sprinkle the money line on Georgia Southern. You and, did, and dude, the Miller Light hit right, and then. I start seeing all these Sunbelt upsets. I'm yeah. like, I'm riding with a Sunbelt. Mm-hmm. And so I did, plus 12.50, cuz. Good for you. Good Saturday. I bet. Good Saturday on that. So that was that was fun. It ends up getting Scott Frost fired, uh, which we can talk about in a second. But let's get to our good friends at Appalachian State. Yes, sir. So they go down. Um, somebody had asked me on a deal, was I surprised? I knew it would be closer than. Is that a quick you client? Uh, no. App State? No. A&M? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we got to be nice here. Um, well, you have to be nice. <laughs> I, I don't have to be yeah. nice. Uh, here, here's the deal. is It was a good matchup for App State because offensively of what A&M is doing. We talked on the podcast last week about A&M. Mm-hmm. When they played Sam Houston, they made a lot of big plays. They didn't have a lot of sustained drives. And I believe you have to – sustaining drives, whether it's three points or seven points, sustaining drives is the key to understanding how well an offense is clicking and executing. Um, then you got to figure out how to execute in the red zone as a schematics problem or whatever. But they didn't sustain drives against Sam Houston. They were hitting big plays and right. having busted coverages and things like that. Right. Haynes Kings missed some throws in that game. But, again, some of them were covered up. When you're playing a bad team, all right, I know this this town's going through this right now. Sure. Okay. Do you me tell you what you can get out of those games? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. All right. Like I wrote in ten thoughts. I I I I don't like them. The TV networks hate them. I think they're going. I think they're going away. I, I do. I think. I think they're going. I had a, a a friend in athletics say, "Those games are already two feet in the ground." 
And when the new TV contracts come out, they're going to be six feet in the ground. Yeah, I think you're going to see the FCS games go away. You may see some like South Alabama, UCLA, well, sure, things like that. Sure. But you're not going to see but the that's Central different. Arkansas. That's different. And Sam Houston. Well, I guess Sam Houston's going to F, uh, FBS too. But, but you're not going to see any F- FCS CS games. Like Gardner-Webb, they that's played over. somebody close to this it's weekend. Over. It's over. Um, TV doesn't like those games. And, no. and, and why would you go to that game as a fan? And you can't. And Vegas doesn't have lines on them. Most part, yeah. Bookie, I mean, bookies there's, and stuff. There's just a there. lot of negatives to them. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sir. All right, so App State came in here, and App State's a good football team. Yeah. They showed it the week before. Um, they're yeah. competitive. They've always been like that. Mm-hmm. They have the quarterbacks, the Clemson transfer or Georgia transfer. I can't remember which one, but he's a he was a good quarterback out of high school. Um, it was a bad matchup, and at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised. And you and I talked about that this morning, and I talked about it with everybody else. I think Max Johnson is about the only thing that they can do from an answer standpoint. Okay. Now, everybody's blaming this on Haynes King. All right. And I want and this is a great topic for this podcast, especially. Quarterbacks are not just you don't see the kid, oh, he's Johnny Four Star, he's Johnny Five Star, whatever. It has to fit to your system. Mm-hmm. All right. And you and a coach, and I've I've said this from a hundred years, and I'll keep saying it. A good football coach, his job is not to draw up some crazy plays, his job is to take the skill set of the players that he has and put them in the best possible situation to be successful. It's not about scheme. It's about making your players that you have make those guys successful. And so when you look at what Haynes King is, Haynes King is not a pocket passer quarterback. He's a guy that needs to be on the move. He's athletic. And he can make throws on the run. If he sits back in the pocket, he's going to spray things. And what is he doing? He's spraying things, and he's not able to use his full skill set. But I've I've watched the kid. The kid's talented. Now Max Johnson's a little bit more what is is a pocket passer, and he's probably a little bit more efficient pocket passer. Can they protect him? Yeah, I think you can do some things in protection. You got to just mix it up. Like going back, you got to mm-hmm. mix it up. You got to do some things. But what you're saying is that A and M has gotten predictable. Yeah, they're just bogged down a little bit. And it's having a tough time sustaining drives. Okay. That's where it comes down. Do they have great players? Yes. But when you have great skill players like they have, get the skill players in space and let them be successful. Um, here's the tricky part. A&M could literally – there's a lot of teams, when you wake up talking about overreaction uh, Monday, you can look at their schedule and go, oh, well, here, lose. you can start out one and seven or whatever it was. Well, here it is. All right. Well, you can, but – they, so, they have enough ass to kick know, ass now. I know they do. But you can paint a scenario where this goes wrong. Sure you can. And it's not unrealistic is sure. my point. Yeah. Because they don't – they're not sustaining drives right now. Correct. And they've got to go – they play Miami on Saturday night at home. <laughs> quick you, that's quick you versus quick you. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. Um, they go play Arkansas the week after that in Dallas and that – in Jerry World, and the in the what they have a name for that game, and I can't think of it. I can't. I refer to it as the, the Jerry game. World game. I refer to it as the weekend that I, I I spend a lot of money in Dallas and and don't get to go. My my every I, I think every student on the Arkansas campus goes to that game, and it's yeah, just it's, like one giant party, and it's very expensive. Um, anyway, that's beside the point. Then they get Mississippi State in Starkville. That's not a gimme. No, at all. Then they go to Alabama. I like their chances in that one, though. Okay. Because of DJ Durkin. Then they go to Alabama. He's got a good plan for that. Go to Bama. L. Yeah. Got to go to South Carolina. That's not a slam dunk. 
uh, got, got Ole Miss at home, got Florida at home, and then they go to Auburn. Now, look, they're going to win some of those games. But, I mean, are you? if I told you over under two and a half wins for A&M against Ole Miss at home, Florida at home, and at Auburn, do you go over or under? Say the, the three games one more time. Auburn. Ho- home against Ole Miss. Okay. Home against Florida. Okay. At Auburn. They win two of the three. Okay, so you go under on the two and a half, so that's an L. This is my point. They've already got one L. Bama's going to beat them. That's two L's. They're going to lose one of those three games in your scenario. They might yeah. lose more, but they go, let's, let's say you're right, and they go two and one in that stretch. That's three L's. Yeah. So if they lose to Miami or Arkansas or State, okay, so I'll do this. Let's do this one. This is a foursome. If I make the over-under three and a half wins in these four games, okay. Miami at home, Texas A&M in Dallas, I mean, Arkansas in Dallas, at Mississippi State, at South Carolina. You giving them four or less? Less. Okay, so there's a loss. That's one, two, three with Bama, and then one in the other ones. And that's before they play LSU at the end. That's so eight. That's you're eight. looking at eight and four season. Well, eight and four is going to get a lot of heat on Jimbo, and yeah. any and anything worse than that, and I can get you worse fast, because that's losing. Yeah. That's winning two of the three. Winning, actually, it's winning three of the four: Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina. They could easily go two and two in those four. To me, that's what's so scary about coaching security in this league right now. Because besides Alabama. And besides Georgia, mm-hmm. it's a damn gauntlet, cause and you could end up with a bunch of seven and five, eight and four teams. Well, they ain't paying him to go eight and four. That's my point, right? They're, okay, and, and, and so and seven, ne- so seven and five, which I can easily get you to seven and five, and in fact, I think that's probably where they finish. If I get you to seven and five, there is no consolation t- trophy there. Seven and five and a trip to the Texas Bowl, and people are going to be screaming about him. And I know he's owed ninety million dollars. And this is where, and I'm going to set you up. Yep. You going to throw it up for me? The, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, here comes the curveball. Here comes the curveball. Hey, when, when you speak of me, speak well. Um, I got it. If he goes seven and five, no, firing a coach that's owed $90 million is insanity and it's not going to happen. Asking said coach to relinquish offensive coordinator duties. You may go Tyler Siski AD on you? Yeah is not out of the realm. So if you're if you're Ross Bjork and company and this team let's let me do a let, do a, let me do a a schedule that that is realistic, okay? You talking about my man, my favorite person, Ross Bjork, mm-hmm. that's on my Christmas card list forever. And that's not a joke. Let's give them a split. <laughs> let's give them a split between Miami and Arkansas, however you want to do that. Okay? Okay? Let's give them a win at Mississippi State. Let's give them a loss to Alabama. Let's give them a win at South Carolina. Let's give them a split of Ole Miss and Florida at home. Hell, let's give them two of the three. You say you're right. Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, they win two of those games. Still got to play LSU. But let's go seven and five. That's that's two, three, four, five. Let's five losses. Seven and five. What would Tyler Siski to do? When you sit down after the LSU game before you go announce that, that week that you're waiting for the SEC championship game to get played so that you can announce to your uh, ticket holders that you're going to the Texas Bowl, <laughs> what, do you, uh, what, do you, what do you say in that so, meeting? 
if you go and try to buy the guy, what are we looking at? Ninety million dollars, probably at that time. Yeah, you're not. That's not on the table. It's not on the table, right? So instead of trying to come up with that, it may be on the table for next year either. So you're trying to fix it. How you would you fix, fix it. it? I would go um, to Norman, Oklahoma, and I would pay Jeff Levy five million dollars a year. Okay. Because that's going to be more money he's going to make as a head coach anyway. Mm-hmm. Give him a four year deal. For tw- for twenty million, four year deal. Name him head coach and waiting. Would Jimbo do that? I don't know because you don't have a, you don't have any power when you do that. Because Jimbo would just say, "No, I'm not doing that. Fire me." See, right. Jimbo's got all the stroke here. Sure, that's where people are. That's where Ross is in trouble because yeah. he's the one that gave that contract. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know if he. No, I'm saying I don't know if he. Right. You know, but there you go. Start looking for fall guys. That's the trick, and that's what I hate about the whole. I understand. You know. Athletic directors, they have stroke, but they only have so much stroke. Because here's what I always tell people, and you saw it you saw it in their media yesterday, uh, Saturday. It is so easy to do this. Like Chase and I have this exercise all the time, and I remind him. He looks at it and goes, well, you know, you can explain that. It, the emotions the emotions lead to crazy stuff. Right, here's an example. I know this for a fact. The plan at Nebraska up until Saturday night, was to wait until October the 1st when the buyout dropped. But you know what led to it? Actually, I do. Some of their money people said, I don't we, – we play Oklahoma big noon Saturday. I don't want him on the sidelines. We, we've got to show that we're moving on. They, they, they're going to eat that money. Let me tell you what it was, though, too. It's because of feelings. Well, go ahead. he's one of their own. They knew this was going to be deep. They took care of one of their own guys. Sure. They said, hey, we're moving on at the end of the year. We've made that decision. Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave now and take your 15, or you want to leave after October and take seven and a half? They gave them that option. Okay. They're taking care of one of their own guys. But they put that The on, guy's a legend there. But they put that on the table because of emotions. Yeah, but because of the good mo- – they take care of their own. Okay. It, it wasn't a, you're so bad, get out of here emotion as much as it was, hey, look. And it was bad. And look, Trev Alberts, yeah. him and Scott played together, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you, it wasn't a hey, get out of here. I'm going to lose eight million dollars. Trev Alberts can't sign off on paying somebody eight million dollars. Will Scott Frost get another coaching job ever? Yeah, the guy's a good football coach. It's just is that a bad job? Absolutely. So who who who's realistic for Nebraska that could change anything? Here's the problem Scott Frost had in Nebraska. He went and took over a program, and he had to completely retool the the personnel for his schematics. And it just takes time to do that. Look what's happening at Georgia Tech right now with Jeff Collins. You think Jeff Collins became a bad football coach overnight? No. No, he went from triple option to trying to go spread. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, and when we talk about ADs making decisions, mm-hmm. okay, let me ask you a question. Keith Carter's pissed at Lane Kiffin. You think he can go in there and fire Lane Kiffin today? Absolutely so not. So, he had ADs, that's what I'm trying to say, is everybody needs to calm their, their cat on, who, on what kind of sure. – They have stroke. Don't get me wrong. ADs have stroke. But that stroke is is not as as big of a stick as everybody thinks it is. It's not as big as the the person who can write the big check. Yeah, correct. Right. Uh, people get confused on where the stroke and where the contract negotiations yeah, the, the, and who the, comes the, up with the money the and the check contracts. That it would take, the check that it would take to walk in and fire Lane Kiffin right now is probably nine figures. Yeah, I mean it would be you, some insane. You got to really do. Does that make sense? Of course. They got stroke, but they fans need to know that though. I want fans to understand that, but. Um, so, so who's realistic at a place like Nebraska that could that could do better than what they've done? Because they they're they're not they're not good. Now I had someone tell me today that they 
they've got all this money lined up for for NIL, and they're going to yeah, get. They don't, they're not hurting with money now. They're going to get in the transfer portal, and they're going to be super they've active. Already done and, that. So who's who's the guy who who right, would, so would be for, on your list? For me, it has to be a cultural fit and mm-hmm. a recruiting fit. Yeah. All right. So fit is so important, and I'm not talking about does he eat corn and 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 like you know flat ground. I'm not talking about that. When I'm talking about recruiting fit, is you got to go find somebody that can win with less. If you're trying to go to Nebraska and win the recruiting rankings, you're not going to succeed. Right. All right. They Scott Frost tried that, and Scott Frost was doing a good job of getting highly ranked players out there. Yep. Guess what happened? <clears throat> they didn't win. They transferred. Yeah. Because it's a different place. Right. You have to have people that know how to win with less. One. And that you can't look at the recruiting rankings. You got to trust people to know how to evaluate. And for me, the top two that come to mind, um, which is going to be hot names, are Lance Leopold. That's at Kansas. All right, he is a he is one. He's kind of like the Brian Kelly. He's one everywhere he's been. Yep, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that in Kansas. Which, by the way, they're a dog this weekend um, at Houston. Um, nine and a half, by the way. Um, it's a big line. Big line. Mm-hmm. Underdog week. Um, and then my man at Iowa State, Matt Campbell. Would he go? I'm told Leipold would definitely go. What did I say, Leopold? Yeah. I did. I just called myself. I'm told he would definitely go. The question Do I have you on, take it? The, I know, how dumb does that sound? Do you leave Kansas to go to Nebraska? I'm told he would. Is that the craziest thing I've ever said in my I, life? I'm told he would. That would Matt Campbell? I don't know. Here's I don't the thing. Know. Matt Campbell's got a pretty good gig. All right. Here, I want fans to know this. Coaches aren't fans of anything. Do you know what we're fans of? Winning and making money. Say that last part. Making money. Paycheck. Taking sure. care of the family. Your loyalty lies at the house. Sure. I don't understand why, and some coaches are like this, I don't understand why you would leave a very comfortable job to go take that you're going to coach for a long time and go to a job that you know is going to be a pressure cooker. Now, we'll give Nebraska this credit. They gave Scott Frost every opportunity. They're, they were very patient. Um, but, like, you know, I got a friend of mine that's a head coach and talks to me about taking other head coaching jobs. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? And I had to have the conversation with him, and I was like, dude, you're getting paid four freaking million dollars, and they'll never fire you. Why would you ever leave? And we had to have that conversation. And I, I think that's – I don't know why coaches would do that, but I would say the short list. And then uh, don't be surprised if, if Oklahoma goes and puts up a show this weekend in, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. You're implying that Jeff Levy might want to impress, impress a few people? He's going to be a hot name. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, last thing. Yep. Teasing Thursday show a little bit. I've gathered from talking to you that uh, you think this is a big underdog week in Dude, college I may football. Have, I may pick all six underdogs set for Thursday. I love the dogs. There are a few that I really like. Like I listen, I don't count out my boys in Mobile. Are you going? Are you going to roll it back? It's money line. You are rolling it back? It's on the list. I like going out to UCLA. I like Georgia Southern getting twelve and a half. How about that? Georgia Southern getting twelve and a half at UAB. Um, who lost to Liberty? I like Miami at A and M. I'm not. I'm not Everybody's sold on one. it yet, but I'm, I'm. 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 I'm interested in it. What about Penn State at Auburn? Oh, I just don't know, man. I. I. I still. My gut tells me Auburn wins. They have major. Here's the thing. It pisses me off. They look good at every place, but quarterback. 
Yep. I mean, it's bad, dude. It's the quarterback bad. plays bad, but everything else is pretty good. That defense is good. Yeah. Here's a great example of what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ashford, mm-hmm. okay, and I know Grimes watched him play. If anybody wants to see why we recruited Robbie Ashford to, again, to whose offense was he was we were going to be recruiting to? Rich Rodriguez. Go watch that son of a bitch run. Yeah. He can fly. He was going to be a stud in that offense, and he could throw it de- uh, actually pretty good, not terrible. But he's he's getting on the field making plays in, in Auburn, and uh, – but T.J. Finley, just bad decision-making, man. Puts him – I mean, just – God, Monty, I bet I'd have graded him at like 50% on what I watched the other day. It was terrible. It was decision-making. So, if you were Auburn, you'd put Ashford in there and Hell yeah, say, well, let's just do let's it. Let's just do it and live with his mistakes and teach him because the guy can make plays. I mean, hell, he can turn yeah. around and hand the ball off just as good as T.J. Finley. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw an interception when you're throwing – or throw a short hop, hell, I can do that. I freaking love BYU getting three and a half. I, I, Dude, I'm telling I you right now, it. my hot take, everybody will watch out. We're going to have college football playoff conversations about BYU before it's all said and done. Don't let me down, BYU. They dominated that game physically the other night. They did. And, and Baylor and, and, and Baylor doesn't good. and they don't get dominated much. No. And yeah. they and they they had their top two wide receivers out and still threw the ball around a lot. I mean, they're that quarterback's a baller. Um no, he's a player. Michigan State is an underdog on the road at West Con- at uh, Washington. I know. I'm gonna be I'll be quickie ready on that one come Thursday. Um, and then uh, what's your guts on this uh, Mississippi State at LSU? That's a weird line. Um, I kind of like LSU getting points at home. Dude, all right, so I, I watched. Mean, I, I, re- I really do. I, I mean, went back and watched the game last night. Okay. Because I, I had the Sunday night game on, but I had my other three games I wanted to catch up, so I just turned that one on, watched Syracuse, watched them. They they still had didn't have the problems corrected. Like, I got the special teams fixed. They like they block punts and think mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Ole Miss game was Saturday because mm-hmm. they were playing somebody real bad. Uh, but Jaden Daniels still was having like the big plays because he was scrambling and guys were not getting open. That's concerning. Um, so you like state? I don't know yet. Okay. I'm just saying that I don't know. But that's going to be a that's a that's I don't know if I'm going to pick that game. That's what kind of like I'm both sides. I love they're both quick you clients. By the way, we'll be announcing LSU tomorrow. Um, so you just announced it I here. Just announced it here. We'll be announcing them publicly on Twitter and stuff tomorrow. Congratulations. Uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We got one coming up tomorrow, one coming out. So we're going to NC State, I think, on Wednesday. And then we got one more coming out we're going to put out next Tuesday. I thought you already had NC State. Well, we're going publicly. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, we just haven't released it yet. Um, all about marketing, you know? Um, and then let's leave them with this since we got a bunch of Ole Miss fans on here. Okay. Let's talk about this Ole Miss Georgia Tech game. I'm gonna t- I love the under. Give me the under. Look, if you're an Ole Miss fan, look, you can blame it on me. You can call me binocular kid or whatever you want to if you lose this one. Mm -hmm. Go out and go ahead and get the Ole Miss Georgia Tech under at 60. Yep. Go ahead and go do it. Yep. Because I'm with you. I have a tough time believing this thing ain't going to be like 54 or 53 by the end of the week. It's got 27 to 17 kind of written all over it. 30, 30 to 17. 31 to 14 it's got that kind it just got it's got a score in the upper 40s low 50s written all over Ole Miss Lane Kiffin today still not ready to declare a quarterback which tells me that he just doesn't necessarily believe in one of them yet it's what it tells me I mean because look I realize this is a kinder gentler more touchy-feely Lane Kiffin than usual I never knew that one but he's not afraid to name a quarterback 
He's not naming a quarterback because he's not ready to yeah. name a quarterback. Look, it's, a, it's, you, it's not any more complicated than that. Look, you can say what anybody can say what they want to say about Lane. He's not going to bullshit you. No, in media either. Like he would tell you the same thing off camera. Um, well, he has told people. He just he neither mean, one of them's won the yeah. job. I mean, and I you they both trust the guy's they both opinion. do bad things. They both every time he gets ready to go with one, that one screws something up, and he goes, "I don't know," you know, because. Yeah. And so they're going to do another week of that. My point is, is I, even guys on offense are admitting that, yeah, it makes it weird, you know, because you've got different quarterbacks or whatnot. That, that offense isn't, hasn't gelled yet. They run the ball. They run it well. But they haven't played anybody yet. So there's going to be a little speed of game adjustment week. That's going to be the big thing because they played them backwards, probably the wrong way. They played Troy week one. They should have played Central Arkansas week one. And then, and then they went Troy. backwards, speed yeah. of game-wise. Right. Okay, that was – I watched like three possessions Egregious. of the game. Okay, I watched up until the first block punt, which was early. And then I turned on – I guess it was the second – one of the games at halftime. And I saw, you know, everybody's like, oh, Mingo's back and Jackson Dart and this and that. I mean, he throws a post that's picked any other week. Any other week. Mm-hmm. And the speed of the game, yep. you're not going to be able to get that open. And the speed of the game is going to be – I think they'll catch up quick, but, I mean, if you can stop them for two or three possessions, you're hitting the under. I guess that's my point. And then I don't think Georgia Tech's going to score much on this Georgia defense. Tech's going to have a tough time, in my opinion. Yeah. The only way Georgia Tech wins this game, which I don't even see that happening. Turnovers. It's going to have to be massive amounts of turnovers. Yep. Not just turnovers. I don't even think that's enough. I think it has to be turnovers into, like, deep into your own territory with field position and pick sixes, and I just don't think that's – the deal because what Lane can do, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game is close at all, if it's close at all for some reason, like it's a 10-10 to 10 game or something at halftime, I can see Lane coming out and turn around and hand it to six and hand it to four. Mm-hmm. Quinshawn's four, right? Yep. And then just saying, we're going to beat you on the ground. And then that's clock running, we're going. I just don't I, – I don't – I think that's where his frustration's coming from. He knows he can do that. But he knows that he can't do that for long, right? You can he's do got, that against Georgia Tech. You can do it weeks. next week against Tulsa. Starting with Kentucky, that won't do it. I don't know if it'll do it against Vandy. Look, they'll have to play. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ole Miss, they'll be fine. Ole Miss is going to beat Vandy. <laughs> don't don't misquote me. But yeah, no. But you've got games. You know what I'm com- saying. But you've got games coming up against defensive teams. Kentucky's going to be really good on defense. They are really good on defense. Auburn's very good on defense. Yep. Uh, if Auburn had strong quarterback play, we'd be having a different conversation about Auburn, but their quarterback play is so shaky that it makes it different. But they're very good on defense. Then after that, you're going to play athletes at LSU when you go there. A&M's got athletes on defense. Then Alabama, then Arkansas. It just It's about to get real. And so they've – You can't be one-dimensional in this league. And he's and to his everlasting credit, he knows it. He's forcing it. And, and, and I think that's where his frustration is coming from. And look, I coach – I mean – Here's the truth, and you can call it what you want to call it. All right, the two years I was here, two seasons I was here, we were one-dimensional on offense both ways. Mm-hmm. So the first year, a one-dimensional passing. We had all these guys to throw to. And right? couldn't, couldn't throw it to them, yeah. Well, you can do it in other games. But when you get in the SEC. Sure, that's what I mean. You, you, if they know SEC it, play, if it, you look at whatever year, was it 18? Yeah. If you look at like our score versus SEC teams, points per game. In SEC games versus conference games mm-hmm. is, is drastic. Well, it's like hitting. Like, if you tell a major league hitter, here's what's coming, oh, their average is going to be obscene. Yeah. Because they're great. If you tell a if you tell an SEC defense, here's what's coming, they're going to stop it. Yeah, and it's the same thing. The next year, 19, 
we were running the ball. Now, it gave us the best chance to win because when you're throwing it every down, if, you, if you're going – I will say this. If you're going to be one-dimensional, be one-dimensional running the football. Right. All right, because you can shorten the game. You can give yourself a eat fighting clock, chance. Eat clock, you can give sure. your a chance, chance to win. When you are one-dimensional throwing the football, you're going to get freaking toasted yeah. in the league. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit who you are and who you got to throw to because if it, it only takes one incompletion and then they're pinning their ears back. All right, well, we'll come back on Thursday. We'll uh, have our picks, five college, five pro, and a money line. Need to answer the um, super chat. Oh, yeah, forget. yeah. Worst meal. All right, real quick, worst meal, South Georgia recruiting a kid um, had like squirrel and – I won't say possum and squirrel, and it was just gamey. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, like, it's horrible. And like I, ch- I choked it down. I was like, oh, it's so good. It was so terrible. Oh. It was in South Georgia. I remember the kid. Is the kid worth it? Uh, yeah, he's playing in the NFL. Okay, so it's worth it. Yeah. Good player. What but team? Yeah. What team? What team? Does he play for? Let me look it up. Go ahead. All right. Finish what you got to do. I'll look it up by the time you get All right. So we'll come back on Thursday. Uh, While Tyler looks that up, we'll come back on Thursday. We'll have our five college picks, five NFL picks. Ravens. Place for the Ravens. Okay. And um, we'll have our one money line underdog of the week, although there might be a lot of underdogs based on that conversation. So we'll come back Thursday and do that. Again, thanks to uh, our friends at Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Gron's got a guess in the thread. Is he right? That is not right. It's not right. Okay. So it's not Mrs. Smith. No. Some, it's another It's another Mrs. All right, we'll stop there. So uh, thanks, everybody, for being with us. A lot of fun. Uh, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care.